This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode of the Dogs Podcast is sponsored by Buckeye Law Group. Browns fans, the 2022 season was anything but pain-free. Unfortunately, that just comes with the territory of being a Browns fan. But if you're experiencing a different kind of pain, Buckeye Law Group could be your solution. If you've been injured in a car accident, slip and fall, or a work accident, call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. And their attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. And best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. So don't make the mistake of calling just any attorney. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. 1-800-411-PAIN. Buckeye Law Group, 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210, Cleveland, Ohio. Proud fans of the Cleveland Browns, just like you. Dog pack, dog pound. It's the time you've been waiting for. Not the ESPYs, not the Emmys, not the Academy Awards, but the Mad Dog Awards. Justin, John, Blake, Josh, let's kick this off. Woo, 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 woo. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to get your answer on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Uh, today, we're going to get into Joe Thomas potentially getting to the Hall of Fame uh, today slash tomorrow. We're recording on uh, Wednesday, but Thursday is the day he might get in. We're all pretty sure he's going to get in. Uh, we want to talk about Goodell coming out and saying the officiating's never been better. We want to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. And then, obviously, we're going to wrap up the episode with the Mad Dog Awards. So make sure you stick around for those. Hear how your votes went. Uh, before we get into all that, though, i got to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Super important right now. Tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. We're having people reach out to us saying, hey, where have you guys been? We've been right here. We've been putting out an episode or two every single week for three years. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, I'm pretty sure YouTube recently did a, like an algorithm update, and it seems that a lot of people are not showing up on people's homepages and their feeds anymore. Uh, so until that gets sorted out, the, the easiest way to, to stay up to date, make sure you don't miss episodes, is make sure you press the notification bell so you get notified when we uh, post a new episode. Um, if you prefer to just listen to the podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. Uh, you get an extra episode every week. We're getting into a ton of fun stuff today, video games, different if you're allowed to wear different team sports jerseys just all kinds of fun stuff on there um the dog pack members they get direct saying what these episodes are about it's not always just about football um so a lot of good stuff in there there's fantasy leagues once football season comes around uh you get access to the private discord so it's just a good time for everybody so join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member 
Before you kick into the news, I do have a little surprise for you guys. Just Uh-oh. since this is, epi- <laughs> oh boy, it's nothing crazy. I just, oh Lord, I wanted to happening? play. I wanted to play this voicemail before we got started. Um, this is actually episode one seventy five. We're kicking off our third annual Mad Dog Awards. Like this show's kind of come a long way, which is pretty cool. Yes, don't go back and watch episode one. No, yeah. no, no, do not. It was horrible. We but, were on uh, the other side of the room. We were still in this room, but yeah, <laughs> it was a an iPhone that and dropped and flopped over right in the middle. Hashtag humble beginnings. That's yeah. right. But uh, actually, Kenny Mack sent us something kind of nice. Hey guys, it's Kenny Mack, and it's that time of year. It's the Mad Dog Awards, but that also means it's kind of almost like the end of the year. And I just want to say uh, on behalf of all the YouTubers, the Patreon members, and the Discord members, uh, you guys do a hell of a job. And we really appreciate you. Um, Blake, you know what? Keep being right, buddy. Be insufferable. Our time is coming. And uh, Justin, man, you're upbeat. Keep it rolling. Uh, Josh, you're the glue that holds the show together, and we really appreciate you. And John, man, when you got a point, man, you make it, and everybody hears it. Appreciate you guys. Have fun. Bye. Well, goddamn, Kenny. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Thanks, man. We appreciate all you guys who listen. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't even really think about it i mean it's like the end of our third year doing this Mm -hmm. so you know by the time next season it'll be our fourth season doing the podcast which is kind of crazy to think about it doesn't feel like we've been doing it that long no no it doesn't but and we joke about starting on the other side of the room i mean go back and watch our first couple episodes the the fact that we're still here is (laughs) i I don't have a beard (laughs) it's probably terrible i don't have me either nothing i mean i just remember the first day which we'll get into the episode we came in here and we sat down to do this. And first of all, I was super nervous because there was like lights and cameras. And I was like, this is way more professional than I was expecting. <laughs> and then, and I thought it was so sweet that we had our emblem on like this tiny little TV that was 25 feet behind us. And, and so to, to be here now, the only reason we're still doing this and we've, we've, you know, built a set and all this good stuff is because you guys listen. So we appreciate you guys all listening, tuning in every single week. We appreciate you guys commenting, being a part of the show. That's what makes it fun, you know. Some of like the big time people, like you know, Colin and ESPN stuff. There, you know, I listen to them too, but you're not going to get the feedback from them. Like a lot of times, if you comment on Colin Coward's video on YouTube, he's not reading it. We read all of them. Trust me. At least, <laughs> unless the video really blows up, I read pretty much yep. every comment. I check it like ten times a day. See anybody else say something? Let's yep. see who we can get into it with here. Yeah. So <laughs> that and that's what makes it fun. I, that's what makes it fun for us, and I think that's what makes it fun for you guys. Even you know people who aren't fans of us, you know Ravens fans. <laughs> well, you know we wouldn't be here without you guys. Well, and another thing, I guess we can kind of tease this. I mean, I guess we haven't officially decided we're going to do it. but we we talked about maybe doing some more youtube lives here in the future in the off season maybe some amas just kind of hitting some of the you know the bigger news that comes out during the week and stuff and just going live to youtube because people seem to love that interaction as well yes we're going to try to re- revamp our home setup so we can be ready on the fly more often yeah for you guys so i mean the show started as a podcast and it's still a podcast at heart but you know we, we're kind of evolving it into like media I guess you know what I mean. Like it's more than just a one episode a week thing anymore. You know we're putting no, out fair. snippets yeah. and and if we can jump on, we do lives. We did mm-hmm. like we watched a game with you guys. So it's kind of evolved, and that's all because of you guys. You know, you guys give us feedback. You tell us what you want, and then we try to make it happen. Uh, so we really appreciate you guys being here. Um, you again, year four wouldn't be happening without you guys. And I think we should also we got to thank Zach Cop. 
Absolutely, we got oh, to thank yeah. Zach. You know, he was a he was oh, a, he was a dog. Father. Yeah, a founding mm-hmm. father, yep. and he still came on for an episode. And you know, if he ever gets free time, you know, he likes to. He still talks in the Patreon chats and stuff. <laughs> so he's still he's still a dog at heart. So um, yeah, thank you guys, and we appreciate all your guys' support. Um, so today slash tomorrow, uh, Joe Thomas probably getting into the Hall of Fame. Would you guys? What would be? Would you guys be shocked if he didn't make it in tomorrow first ballot? I'd be very shocked. I would be too. Yep. I think. I think it's no doubt. Yeah. First I think ballot Hall of Fame. First ballot. Uh, I mean, he's one of the greatest Browns players ever. It sucks that we had arguably one of the best left tackles to ever play football on our team, and he played every single snap for almost his entire career, and we could win no games. I know. You know what I mean? Yep. We did him so dirty. It just it sucks. But Joe Thomas, um, besides the fact that sometimes he steals our content when he goes on Cleveland <laughs> Daily. Or he doesn't sign autographs. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, you know, just a good dude. He's a funny guy, yeah. and he's doing big things now post-career for you know NFL Network and stuff like that. So, um you know, we're all, we're all pulling for Joe tomorrow. So stay tuned. I'm kind of hoping, you know, if he makes it, we'll have a big Browns gathering here in Canton. We'll have yes. to do something cool for the show. So good luck tomorrow, Joe Thomas. Can't wait to watch you get inducted into the Hall of Fame, which coincidentally is only like 20 minutes from here. So that's pretty cool mm, for that us. That is really cool. Um, the, I just but, wanted to look at the PFF stats that are kind of going around Twitter and everything. Um, it said that in – what is this? 30 sacks allowed in his career. That was Tired point, career. point zero zero one four more. Oh, yeah. Of all yeah. snaps. Or all pass snaps. Does it say how career. many pressures he gave up? <laughs> no, it does not. I would go out on a limb and say he gave up close to the same amount of pressures in his career that Jed, Wick, <laughs> Jed Wills gave up last year. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah. or, or less. Or less. Definitely not more. <laughs> yeah, Jed gave up 41 pressures last year. I'd imagine Joe didn't give up. I mean, if he only gave up snap that few amount of snaps, there's no way. He, I mean, pressures wise, he has to be in the ballpark. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah, I mean, to, to put it into context, I mean, we're talking from these Mad Dog stats too that we'll get into later. But Jed Wills gave up 41 pressures last year. The next highest was Wyatt Teller with 26. So, Jed was definitely doing his part out there and. Letting people get to the quarterback. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we didn't want to turn this into a poop on Jed Wills thing, but <laughs> just to put it into perspective, how great Joe Thomas was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good luck tomorrow. We're all pulling for. It. It's gonna be super cool to watch a Brown, a Cleveland Browns player get into the Hall of Fame. Uh. So that's gonna bring us into today. Roger Goodell was asked about the state of officiating in the NFL, and his answer was, "I don't think it's ever been better." It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how he said that with a straight face. I mean, I think he kind of has to, but if I was him, I would almost like have a little, but I think there's always room for improvement. Yeah. I think just for the fans, I think they would love to just feel like, especially the more you see, I, I see stuff all the time. Oh, is there game scripts? Are there, you know what I mean? All these people are saying all oh, this stuff. Aaron and they're Foster. so fun. Yeah. So for me, I don't even like, so the fishing is terrible, but I just wish the process, the entire process was better. Like when there's a play like that, I don't want to like stop the game like for 20 minutes at a time, but like th- this is the best that we can do. And then we usually, it's still wrong. I think anyway. you hit the nail on the head in, in the text group 
the officiating has been so bad, especially like the last season or two, that people are are legit screaming that the league is rigged. Rigged. Yes. That's how bad the officiating has been. And he and again, I don't know if he can come out and say, I think it's been awful. Right. But at the same time, like, oh, you know, I think they're doing the best they can and you know, they're doing a great job. They're you know, that they're the best at what they do, but obviously there's always room for improvement. Yeah. My God. <laughs> to just I mean, that just that is it's ignorant. And uh it makes you wonder why doesn't the NFL have full time officials? It's crazy. They're part time. They're part time employees. Today. Yep. I mean, did you see? I think the one official, I forget what game it was. He had a family member place like a huge bet on oh the boy. Eagles or something like that. Oh, yeah. He came out afterwards and said he didn't know. Um, but yeah, I, that's a, just get make them full time. I don't understand why they're not. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're paid well and stuff still, but. I don't know. I don't want this guy like going to teach fourth grade on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, and then he's refing my NFL game on Sunday. Yeah, he's tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I still, th- I still think what we talked about several times on this show is about having the the guy in the in the box up. You know, the, yeah. the, the lead official that's on all the replays, every single play. Like that's all he does. Mm-hmm. Just sits there and watches. I mean, every play. Watch, just watch the broadcast because yeah. we can see at home immediately. Like, oh yeah, that wasn't a hold, or oh that wasn't an interference, catch. or that yeah. was not roughing the passer. And all he has to do is radio down real quick and say reverse that call, keep mm-hmm. playing, and then they they pick up the flag and move on. Yep. And then it's on the uh, and then it's on the players and the team. You know what I mean? Like if they figure out a way to get around yes. it or speed it up or the game flow changes, hey. Evolve, you know what evolve, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Evolve a little bit. But exactly. I like I, that's one thing. I, I like watching baseball live, but like the game flow is so slow. Uh, you know, like it's like watching it on TV, it's it's pretty painful unless it's like 95 Indian style. Like we're just it's it, the excitement's there. But like I just don't want it to be so viewed and like picked apart that the game flow changes and it's boring to be at a football game. Yeah, because you're waiting all the time for them to look at everything. The thing I is, I don't think you'd be waiting. Like it would be like as the next as things yeah. are going because and it would only be like if a flag is thrown, right? They're going to stop okay. play anyway because they have to announce to the crowd what it was. That's fair. Yeah, this guy can fair. just be like, no, 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 pick it up, go. Yep, just go. keep playing. Yeah, uh, that or I think it could be the opposite. You mean if they miss a call? Yeah, I think like if there's yeah. a, I mean because if you have, like the the announcers are getting, they, I don't know if you've ever seen their setup. They got like ten TVs around them. They're getting mm-hmm. these replays. That's yes. how yeah. when when the play happens, Collinsworth can be like, "Oh, wait till you see seventy one on this play." Like, how does he even know? There's no way he saw that. Yeah. It's because he already got the replay. This dude could get the replay instantly and be, you know, say, you know, against the Browns, Nick Chubb rips a run and he gets this replay instantly and he sees that Will's tackled. Hey, you got to drop a flag. They had a hold on their left tackle there, mm-hmm. and it could be so quick that we wouldn't even know it was a late call. True. It could. It, I mean, it could be in real time. It could be to the point where you would you could get rid of challenges. Yeah. You would. There would be no need anymore. True. Because you, every play would be getting reviewed in real time, and we would just have no idea what was going on. Officials throw flags, then get together and talk about it anyways. Mm-hmm. So it would be like the flag goes down, and he's instantly looking. And nope. And we would have no idea. It happened. The only way we would know is because he would pick the flag up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I think I, it's borderline unwatchable at times anyway with all, when, when they have to stop play after play after play just mm-hmm. to, you know, go through the... Oh, my God. Some of these games with, like, 20-some penalties, it's like, yeah. this is well, terrible. That's what I mean. Do you guys worry that they would go up or down if they're looking at every play like that? I think it would go down. Okay. 
Because I sometimes I just get especially frustrated like, watching a game, especially like, oh, like PIs. God, I, I think, think a lot of PIs get called that aren't PI. Yeah, and it's like you were talking about with the holding. I think I would want it to be more along the lines of if there was a hold on like the far side of the line that didn't affect the play and just it didn't let it get go. Called, just let it go. Mm-hmm. But if it was like where he made the cut or got through and it, oh, it yeah. opened that hole, call it. They you know they just have to use a judgment call. I mean that's what they do anyway. I agree, and and. I, I would like to see them, like you said, just let them play a little more. I'm not saying I want DBs to be able to just straight up tackle. I don't want it to be NFL blitz on the 64. Yep. But <laughs> man, if you, I want to be able to breathe on the guy, right? Without, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like let them play a little bit. It's hard enough being a corner is, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. let them play. Yeah. And the roughing the passer calls. This, I mean, this they've been bad the last few years, but this, this year, year was really bad. holy crap. This year were there they was bad. This year there was some that I was just like. So what what are you supposed to do? Like, if you're sacking the quarterback in this NFL, what are you supposed to do? Because I've seen them be like, softly set him down. They're like, ah, you know, the ball was already out, roughing the passer. I'm like, what are we doing here? Not like, even that, too. stupid. I just saw that the NFL is, on, is thinking about um, getting rid of the tackles, like from behind where you grab them and drop to your knees. What? Like, going to ban it, you're saying? Yeah. It would be a penalty? Yeah. And it's like, well, then how do you tackle somebody from behind? You don't. You got to let him go. <laughs> yeah. Bet on the over. So, uh, yeah, it just, come on. the We're, we're overthinking it. Yeah. It, it's And it's all about money. Mm-hmm. They don't want stars getting hurt, which is fine. And it's hard to argue with them because the NFL just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But I will argue it's not because of the product on the field. It's because of gambling and fantasy. That's why the NFL is getting so big. You could argue the product on the field right now isn't as good as it was like 20 years ago. Oh, it's definitely getting worse. I, I, would, I wouldn't go back 20 because it was pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I would say like 6 to 10. Okay. You yeah. know, where it was like where it was just starting to like change from you know, the three yards the and a cloud of dust yeah. to, you know, we're starting to spread the ball around mm-hmm. a little more. You're seeing freak athletes but it you could still hit people. You could still play football. Now it's, I mean it's almost going to be flag football and I didn't even watch a second of the Pro Bowl. Oh, <laughs> if we get into that, I, 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 can't I didn't put it on here because I didn't watch a single second I didn't of either. a single anything. I watched it for like four hours. Okay, well, <laughs> tell us what you saw. Okay, so it was after my daughter's birthday. We all went back to the house and just put it on. So they had a bunch of different little skill games, you know, um, like special teams, tic-tac-toe, um, just a bunch of different stuff. Uh, obviously the regular skill stuff like the run, go through the tires, all that. But then they had three flag football games, um, you know, between uh, NFC, AFC, and then with all pretty much different lineups, different three different quarterbacks on each side. And uh, it just, everything about it just felt just wrong. I know the Pro Bowl <laughs> was going a bad direction and nobody watched that anyway. But I, like uh, multiple times I looked at my brother-in-law, I was just like, I can't even believe like this is what we're putting out there. Like a 40-yard and then you couldn't, you couldn't, we don't the quarterback wanna, can't run. Like they're talking about it, the, the people watching and commentating don't even know the rules of flag football. There's flag football official referees. Nobody knows what's going on. Well, if nobody <laughs> wants to watch, nobody wants to watch flag football. Yeah. Right. Nobody yeah. wants to watch that. And, and is there, is there a fix? Cause I don't know if you can have a traditional pro bowl football game anymore. Cause I think no, just get rid of nobody it, wants to play. Just say, Hey, you're in the pro bowl. It's an honor. And then that's it. I think you just, Hey, you start your vacation early. I yeah, mean, something. It, let's have a week in between the Super Bowl. We're, real, we're, I'd like to see the stats. Were that many people getting hurt in the Pro Bowl? Just that, uh, just that punter. 
You know what I mean? Like we're yeah, <laughs> the Sean Taylor. Because it's not like they played that hard, anyways. Nobody plays hard in the NBA basketball game either. No, at least not till like the final five minutes of the game. I feel like they could just. I mean, nobody. I don't know. I guess they're getting tackled. Franchises don't want their guys getting hurt in a meaning. But it's if that's gonna be the case, and like he said, just get rid of it. Yeah, we don't. I don't need to watch these guys play flag football. You get a bonus. This the skills competition that I think is kind of fun, mm-hmm. but. I don't need to watch them playing flag football. I, I could care. Mm-hmm. I could go to the park and watch ten year olds do that. Yeah, yep. It's like it's been broken, you know, for so long, and they they want to fix it, but all they do is break it more. Yeah, <laughs> I can couldn't even have told you the last time that I watched the Pro Bowl before oh. they got rid of it. I, I, I yeah. mean, I'm talking five, six, and then for me, like if there's football on, we're watching. I would actually so watch it in years past because I would put like. Um, DFS lineups together and bet money on, on the, the pro on the on Pro the Bowl. Pro yeah. Bowl? Yeah. Oh, because you because you'd have to be a little strategic because you know like okay. Josh is a fiend. Well, because it's like, okay, the third string quarterback's gonna play more. Haven't had this in years. Like, been doing this for a while. <laughs> I got the itch. <laughs> been here. Oh, oh wow. man. But it's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you guys think of the Pro Bowl. What what can the league do to make it better? Did you guys like the flag football thing? Uh, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I think the skills competition's fun. I almost prefer watching the old, like when they show reruns of like 2010 skills competition. I just saw like one with Mike Brett Vick Favre. And, yeah. It was Brett Favre, all these guys doing the long throw, and I'm like, this is I would watch that. Yeah, so, like I, so maybe 10 years from now, I'll watch this year's uh, skills competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you guys think, though. I mean, what, what can they do? It's, it's a tough situation. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. This Super Bowl is going to be a really tough one for us to pick. I mean, me personally, I, I'm I'm anticipating a lower scoring game because we've got some really good defense from the Eagles. I think that it's going to be a tough matchup. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think in the end, Patrick Mahomes pulls it out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. There's nothing more special than opening that fresh new box of Omaha Steaks. This Valentine's Day, fall in love with flavor when you save on delectable dishes and tantalizing tastes from Omaha Steaks with their Love at First Bite sale. It's the perfect time to celebrate your better half and bring the steakhouse experience home for Valentine's Day. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout and get $30 off your order. Guys, Valentine's Day is next week. Do not leave your lady out there hanging. Get her something you know she's going to love. Cook her a nice meal. Omaha Steaks is the way to go. You get $30 off an endless variety of delicious gourmet foods from perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. 
everybody is guaranteed to be perfect, and it's backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com, enter dogs at checkout to get $30 off your order today. No one comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and the value of Omaha Steaks. Order today. Share a special meal with your special someone. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. So that's going to move us into Super Bowl talk. We got. I think we got a pretty good game lined up. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs, Eagles. I guess first, who are you guys rooting for? See, it's different because like, now with DraftKings Sportsbook in Ohio, it's going to be, I'm going to be rooting for whatever I end up putting some money on. Okay. That made, <laughs> like, I, I don't honestly don't really give two craps which team wins. I just want a good game and I want to hopefully win some money. Yeah. Like, I usually end up picking a team to root for in the game, but sometimes it doesn't happen until the game starts. I, and like I, whatever team I, like I'm vibing with yeah. or like if they get down, uh-huh. I want them to come back. So then I, you know. Um, do you guys shift in the middle of, of some of these games? Like sometimes in the Super Bowls and stuff, like I'll be rooting for a team. Then for some reason during the game, I start rooting for like the other team. Like you said, <laughs> like maybe come back or something. It's like, oh, I want to see so-and-so do this. Let's. A lot of times in the Super uh, the biggest thing I'm rooting for is a good game. Yes. I don't want to see a blowout. You know, it's the last what game What was that, Rams-Patriots, uh, or it was 10-3 to three I always or think something. of Seattle and uh, Denver. Yeah. That first time they matched up. And like it was like legendary. Yeah, and they blew them out. So, blew them out. Uh, Didn't give them a chance. I, I, don't, I don't want that to happen. I, I want a good game over everything. It's the last game of the year. We're about to go on a, a really long, dry spell for football. I, well, well I NFL football. The US, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm actually pretty pumped about this UFC. The USFL is okay. I watched some of it last year. I'm interested in the XFL this year. Yeah. To see what it's like. Um, but I think both teams have things I like. One, I like Andy Reid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I know the Chiefs are supposed to be like a rival, but I mean, they're not our rivals yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we played them. When we get to that game, we'll be their rivals. But yeah. Patrick we're not Mahomes there yet. is probably one of my favorite Absolutely, bro. players ever yeah. to watch play football. Absolutely. He's just. He does weird things. He's, def- he's different, bro. And yes. He's kept his family quiet this year, so it's, <laughs> that's, you know, also, that's also um, fair. And and I love Travis Kelsey. Yes, for sure. First of all, he's an Ohio kid. Him yeah, and his brother. Like, so, but then the Eagles got his brother. Also, yeah. you know, yep. turns out he's an Ohio kid too. Oh, same, they grew up together. Yeah, same that's parents. Fair. That's Josh. <laughs> same same parents. Thanks for making that parallel for him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's like both teams have things I like. You know, I I don't have anything against Jalen Hurts right now. Maybe I'd like him less if he just stayed at Alabama the whole time, but he left, so I don't have a problem with Jalen Hurts. I like what Jalen Hurts has done as far as being kind of like cast aside as you're not really going to make it times. in college. You're not yeah. really going to make it in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you doubted. Kinda, that whole Big time doubted. rookie season that in Philly was rough with Carson Wentz there and the, the weird things that the coach was doing, you know, and then he just takes over the team. Yeah, he plays uh, out of his mind. Yeah, who do you guys think he's going to win? Ooh, that's the better question. I'll tell you who I. After I watched the championship games, I immediately said Eagles by ten plus. It's it's hard not to pick the Eagles because of the fact that their defense is better and their offense is very explosive. I mean, the Chiefs' offense is explosive, but Uh, I think Philly has a better offense than Kansas City, other than quarterback. Yes, that's it. it. I guess that's fair. How's Mahomes' ankle? That, that's going to be – and, I mean, he played on one week's rest. And he was definitely hobbled, but, you know, he, he had a good game. Mm, yeah. um, so, two weeks off, he'll probably be decent. Um, but I just think the Eagles are bullies. I, I What they did against the Niners, 
not even necessarily like stats wise and stuff, just like they kind of bullied them. And the you don't see people yeah. do that to the Niners. And I know the Niners were down to like their 18th string quarterback, but it was just hard to watch that and think anybody is going to stop that defense or, you know what I mean? So, well, do you remember? It'll the- be, it'll be, it's, I mean, it's going to be bully ball against Flash. That's what so, it was when they played Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay's defense was bullying them. Yes. And, and you saw how that worked out for the Chiefs' offense. Now, he has his tackles this game. I'm true, true. Sure. That's right. So that'll help. Um, but it's just, I don't know. You got to think outside of Travis Kelsey, the Eagles have the better weapons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. They got better, way better offense. They, they have the one be- of the best offensive lines, yes. period. They got the better NFL. offensive line. They have a better run game, 100%. For sure. Yeah. Um, Quarterback, Mahomes is the best. Yep. Uh, defense, top to bottom, it's better for the uh, Eagles. For the Eagles, yeah. So, the, I mean, really the only two advantages you can give to the Chiefs are Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. And those are advantages enough that if you want to pick the Chiefs, I don't blame you. Yes, like I, I'm you know not what I mean. Go, like that's oh, why absolutely. this is a sweet Super Bowl. I said I immediately said Eagles by ten plus, but if the Chiefs come out and win the game, I'll be zero percent surprised. Right. Well, what, I mean, and Andy Reid, I mean, going against Philly, so he's got a little added motivation, I would think, to yeah. beat them. Sirianni not said lose he, to them. Did you hear about Sirianni? What when Andy Reid came in, uh, he he let him go. And he said that's always been like a chip on his shoulder. Like he said, it was really a professional way that he like pretty much fired him. But it was like I've been hanging on to that forever. And he's like, wait, Sirianni got fired by Andy. So Reed? when so when Andy Reid came into Kansas City, Sirianni was on that staff, young, like way down. Okay, and they let him go. And he said like for years that you know it's motivation. Oh, like, oh man, this is interesting. So, I so like there's, that. There's some. I mean, <laughs> he was, was he doing the too. video? He's like, I was cutting well, yeah. up videos. And yeah. like, I can't believe you let me go. <laughs> shorts. <laughs> no, I mean, I was the equipment manager in this that, guy. And that was years. What was that? Two thousand. He'd been there for a while now. It was a while. I mean, I don't know the year. What I don't want to mess it up, but it was it two thousand ten, something like that. How many years did he have, Alex Smith? I thought like two. Okay, one or two, maybe because Mahomes and Mahomes sat is in his fifth year, so at least oh, maybe, seven years. Yeah. So, but still well, seven, seven yeah. or eight, nine years somewhere in there. So it's 2014, 2015. Yeah, my there. math was terrible. <laughs> it's hard to remember. <laughs> Thank God I'm not the only one who does bad math on this show. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> I went from seven years to go to. Oh, it's 2023. Well, sometimes I think 2010 was still only five, five years ago. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Just like it wasn't. The, the 1970s were only 30 years ago. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but and I um, thought Tom Brady only had seven fingers. So anyway, <laughs> we're all kind of dumb. From time to time. So, uh, yeah, that, that kind of stuff happens. But no, I, I'm super excited for this game. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm excited for the halftime show. Yeah. Yes. My girl Riri out there. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm excited to see. I'm excited for the halftime show. And did you guys see the Breaking Bad commercial for those new Popcorners chips or whatever? So Popcorners is a new brand or whatever, and they got this new Breaking Bad commercial. It's excellent. And I think it's going to be a Super Bowl ad. I'm hoping for the Super Bowl, it's like longer and more extended. Excellent. So I'm very excited for that. I'll look forward to that. I'll show it to you when we get done here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. But no, what what do you guys think? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? It's, It's almost, you know, an immovable force against an unstoppable object or however that goes just because I I can't, I'm never going to count out Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid, but I just feel like the, the Eagles physicality just overwhelms teams. Mm -hmm. Their defense is just different. It's nasty. Yeah. Imagine if the Browns had just 
I don't know, 60% of that nasty. Uh, I mean, hopefully we do now. (laughs) Hopefully we do now. It's all sports. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, uh, so yeah, let us know what you guys think of the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not going to do too much like breaking it down and just, I mean, I don't ever watch these teams. So, (laughs) but I'm just telling you as a fan of watching football, that's kind of the way, that's what I see. I think the Eagles just have the, uh, I mean, they got the edge in almost everything except for maybe the two most important spots. I and even you, those spots, they're Sirianni, not I think back. Sirianni's I mean, a good coach, but yeah. Andy Reid's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, right? and the thing is, like, Jalen Hurts obviously is not Mahomes, but he is a a, a threat uh, you know, in his own right. The like, way he played this year, if he keeps playing like that, the gap isn't as crazy I mean, these, as we these, thought it would have been going into this year. In MVP. Correct, like, yeah. The category. If so, Jalen Hurts doesn't, doesn't get hurt, he probably he, is MVP. I yeah. completely yeah. agree with you, bro. And 100%. because of that, it'll probably be Mahomes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, I'll, I'll, if Mahomes loses this Super Bowl, he'll be now what one in three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people start giving him the LeBron treatment, like it's bad to make Super Bowls if you don't win them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think we've said enough times on here how hard it is to even make one Super Bowl appearance. But I'm just saying, like a lot, like I mean, obviously, you know, LeBron just passed. Kareem last night, so it's like a hot topic. But mm-hmm. the big when talking about the goat in basketball, which I don't want necessarily want to do right now, but uh, the biggest thing MJ supporters have is a six and zero in the finals, and that LeBron's only four and six. And it's like, well, he went to ten finals. <laughs> Half his career was spent in, in the, the finals. finals. You know I what just, I mean? I feel like the treatment. So like, just so different. if he if he starts one, he'll be what one and two in Super Bowls. Is, is he going to start, you know, oh, he's great, but he can't win, you know. He can't win more than one, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, are they going to start giving him the treatment? It'll be I don't know. I mean, how many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers been to? Yeah, but that doesn't matter because, like, when LeBron, before MJ got Pippen, he wasn't winning any playoff series, but that not making it to the finals is better than losing in the finals, apparently. Ah, I see. Losing in the first round is way better than losing that's, yeah, in, that's in what the I was finals. Getting out there. Very well. <laughs> yes. Stabs. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know, some people are going to be like, he's just a LeBron D rider. I'm really not. I'm just, you know, saying facts. <laughs> uh, so. All I'm saying for that is that dude did something that I thought in my lifetime I would never see happen. And uh, I'm not saying that's why he's the greatest of all time, but. Just look at the resume. That's all I'm saying. Just look at the entire body of work. I remember whenever he was, you know, like 10th on the list or whatever, and they would show how far away he was and all these players, you know, legendary Hall of Fame players he had to pass to get there. And it was like, I don't know if he'll be able to do it. You know I mean? It's just such a, it's such a tall ladder to climb. The fact that he's in year 21 now or something, 22, and he's... Still, still like yeah, still very putting good. up twenty six, and it's like I mean, a triple double risk every night. Yeah, yeah. And here, I got he's literally from 35, 40 minutes up the road. Yeah, that's yeah. what's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, but yeah, there's so many. I mean, there's a ton of LeBron fans, but there's a lot of haters. I would say I'm in the middle. I'm not a hater, but I'm not. It's not like I absolutely love him. I'm just a realist. I used to be a huge LeBron fan that has changed in recent years, but it doesn't change the fact that I appreciate what he can do on a basketball court. I mean, oh, greatness. Bro. That's the thing about like the, the Brady haters, like, okay, you don't have to like him, but you, you still should probably acknowledge the fact that whenever he goes in there, like in a Super Bowl, usually wins. Yeah. LeBron gave me the only professional sports title I might ever get in my life. Right. 
There it is, man. There <laughs> yep. it is. Yep. yep. For real. And I'll know that. I mean, that's the first time I ever saw my dad cry. <laughs> so you can't take that away. I'll never from- forget that moment. I was watching my dad <laughs> yeah. too, and it was just jumping up, hugging, chest bumping. Just- I was at the parade with 1.3 million of my closest friends. Yeah. I watched the guy. <laughs> just with, Justin uh, and MGK. Yeah. I watched the guy actually pick up a horse turd off the ground and throw it in the air. It was, pretty, <laughs> it was a wild day. It was like, but one of like the happiest days of my life. Yes. It was wild. Very so, crazy. Uh, you know, you can't ever take that away from LeBron. So no. I'm a little bit soft on him compared to maybe some people. Um, but yeah, I guess we got off on a little bit of tangent there about yeah. LeBron, but current events. Congratulations, pretty bro. Pretty big record. Yeah. Uh, so good for him. Now, let us know what do you guys think, uh, who you guys think going to win the Super Bowl. I know I feel like a lot of Browns fans are probably going to be rooting for uh, the Eagles because they kind of look at the, the Chiefs from that divisional game and the, the, the dirty hit and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I think there's a lot of Kelsey fans out there. And I yeah. know there's Jason Kelsey's on the Eagles, but I think like a lot of people like Travis Kelsey. He's just kind of like a funny down-to-earth guy so i don't know i guess it could go either way so uh let us know what you guys think in the comments who you who you're rooting for and who do you think is going to win today's show is sponsored by better help whatever is going on in your life better help could be a great option for you better help is convenient flexible affordable therapy that's custom built for you and best of all it's 100 percent online so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home and finding the right person is just as easy just fill out a short questionnaire and it'll match you with a licensed therapist And you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Look, we all have stuff we're carrying around. And finding someone that you can just talk to, a professional to just talk through it, it really, truly helps. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dogs. So that brings us to the most important part of the evening. <laughs> we didn't dress up this year. It's award no, season. No, we didn't. No. I almost did. I thought I'd so I texted guys. I said, "Hey, are we dressing up?" And Blake said, "No." And I was like, "Good enough for me." Last yeah, year, I was just, I wore my, the suit. Ja- I was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on it, I honestly don't know where my suit jacket is. I've it's lived fair. in four different houses in the last. You know, six yeah. months. Because so you're a gambling addict. <laughs> Four different halfway houses. Yeah, that's right. A couple couches here and there. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, so we want to thank everybody who voted. for This is our third annual Mad, Mad Dog Awards, and this is the most votes we've ever gotten. I think we we doubled the amount of votes we had from last year. Uh, I think you're right. Yep. So maybe even more Actually, than Actually, no, we more than doubled it. We tripled it. So we tripled oh, the amount of votes we got from last yeah. year, and that's with – the YouTube issues right now, view counts being a little bit down. So again, so to everybody who follows us on the higher social medias that we were posting it on, thank you guys for going and voting. Um, again, getting your guys' interaction with the show is what makes it more fun. So we appreciate you guys voting. Oh, I guess while we're doing that kind of self-promotion <laughs> real quick, I just want everybody oh, who listens to the podcast, like on Apple and Spotify, you know, we really appreciate that too. And on Apple, give us a five-star review. We're, I, I, Checked the other day because I always forget about it. We're getting more and more fight, like reviews and stuff. Oh, I we got, got a couple one stars where people are like, "Oh, these guys just think the Browns are so great." And we're like, 
You're okay. right. I'm like, we're Browns fans, man. <laughs> You're yeah, right, bro. I'm out there, and they were like, and they, I, I saw a couple of them, and I was like, okay, Ravens fans. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> definitely <laughs> have some trolls like yeah. giving us one star ratings. I'm yeah, like, that's cool. Whatever. Uh, whatever. If you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. Amen. Uh, but no, we're going to get into the Mad Dog Awards. Again, we appreciate you guys voting. Um, and we're just going to jump right into it. Josh knows all these winners, but me and Justin, this is going to no be. Idea. I'm not even going to lie. I don't even for sure know the nominees. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have a poll? You don't even have. I can read the nominees for you if you want. Ooh, okay. So I got it for, I got I'll mine. I'll just jazz it up after that. So the, the first award for the mad, the 2023 mad dog awards kicking off <laughs> with the young pup award, which is the rookie of the year. Okay. Your nominees were wide receiver, David Bell, cornerback, Martin Emerson, kicker, Cade York, uh, edge rusher Alex Wright and defensive tackle Perion Winfrey. We didn't have a ton of rookies this year just because rosters deeper than you know in years past. And the winner of the Young Pup Award is with eighty two percent of the vote. Oh, Martin Emerson Jr. <laughs> I mean, we were pretty excited for him. I know Justin. I think you can take the credit, right? You were a I was Emerson. Very, I took a lot of hate, dude, from the beginning. I took a lot of hate, but well, I think Martin Emerson had an outstanding rookie year. Correct, and I'm highlighted by that Bucks game <laughs> where he just completely shut down Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, we might get to that later. So yeah, so that was. Great rookie season by Martin Emerson. I've actually been in contact with Martin Emerson over the last couple of months, possibly maybe on the show sometime this offseason. Well, and I do think there might be a couple guys that are going to win awards today that I'd like to get on the show to they can accept their award and maybe tell us how their uh, <coughs> rookie season with the Browns went. Yes, yeah, so don't hold us to it, but I'm trying very hard to get Martin on here, and he agreed. It's just got to <laughs> we got to line it up. So <laughs> we, we will hopefully stay tuned. Keep watching. But congratulations to Martin Emerson. Yes, absolutely. 82% of the vote, Browns rookie of the year. Okay. You reading here for Justin? Oh, geez, I forgot. Here, I can oh, do it. I got to pull it up. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Okay, yeah. so right, the, thanks, the second uh, award is the Airbud Golden Receiver, which is the best pass catcher, not just receiver, best pass catcher for the Browns. Your nominees were Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and David Njoku. I think this is a, this could be a tight race. Interesting. Thank you, Blake. Okay, well, let's just open this envelope up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the winner is wide receiver Amari Cooper with 83% vote. So it was not a tight race. Not a tight race at all. I I thought Amari Cooper would win, but I thought Njoku might get in a little bit more votes. And Donovan People Jones is kind of a fan favorite. So I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought it would be maybe more like in the 70s. And then the uh, you know and Njoku and uh, DPJ maybe go like fifteen and ten apiece or something. Mark Cooper had seventy eight catches on one hundred thirty two yards for one thousand one hundred sixty yards and nine touchdowns. Those were almost those were either career highs or near the top of his career high uh, in yeah. terms of totals for for all of the. He stats. had a fantastic year considering new team first time with this coach the system this team yep. two different quarterbacks. Yep. Got I mean, him for hats a fifth. off to Mari Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Still the steal of of the offseason. For sure. Yep. Unbelievable. All right, so moving on to the third category is the Guard Dog Award for the best linemen. So the nominees are our five linemen. Left tackle Jed Wills, <laughs> left guard Joel Batonio, center Ethan Posick, right guard Wyatt Teller, and 
right tackle Jack Conklin. And the winner, with 73% of the vote, is left guard Joel Batonio. So 73 is actually a little lower than I was expecting. Who did you know who came in second? Was it Wyatt? I would think so. I would think so. Let me look real quick. Or um, Ethan. It was. It was Posick with yeah. 16. Okay. I was say, Wyatt was actually fourth. Because Wyatt didn't have as good of a year as we're accustomed to seeing. He had the injury. Yeah. He ended up having a baby. Season was kind of lost. He's probably more worried about the baby. Obviously, we're still huge Wyatt Teller fans here. Absolutely. But, you know, just I think he would even admit he, it wasn't dealing with everything. He just didn't play quite as well as he had the last couple of years. So, um, Postic, hopefully, man, I hope we bring him back. Yes. I think we need to. The line was very different once he went out. I mean, we went from Nick Chubb is going to lead the league in rushing to we can't run the ball. Yeah, five plus yards to carry. So it was rough. Um, congratu- I think Joel Paterno, I mean, he's the Joe Thomas of left guards for us. Is he a Hall of Famer, you think, when it's all said and done? Yeah, I think so. Not immediately, but I think, you know, I, think I guess it probably depends bit. on how many more years he plays. Yeah. Too. I think it's crazy that we had those guys together at one point. <sighs> If you look at, at time, so you say offensive line is, you know, you can't do anything without an offensive line, which is true. But there were times where the Browns had one of the best offensive lines in yes. football and we couldn't win games. We had, Joe, we had Joe Thomas, yeah, dude, Joel Batonio, yep. Alex Mack, and Mitchell Schwartz. Yep. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yep. Schwartz. <laughs> and Zeitler. I forgot about Zeitler. I'm pretty wow. sure they all five played at the same time, didn't they? Well, mm. we couldn't do anything with it. Or at least close. There was a lot of overlap, at least with mm. a few of them at a time, if they weren't all together. Zaytler and Schwartz together, I'm not 100% sure, but maybe. And I, and we couldn't win games, <laughs> which is just crazy. Mind-blowing. So it tells you that the league has gone away from you got to have weapons. you got to have a quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this brings us to the fourth category, the Homeward Bound Award which is the Comeback Player of the Year Award. This was won by Baker Mayfield last year. I don't think he's going to win it this year. <laughs> it was? Are you sure? Won, it was no, that the year before? It had to be the year before. It had to be before. the year before. We, there's no there's way, no he, way he won it last player. year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He won it two years ago. He won it two years ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so your nominees were Deshaun Watson, quarterback, QB, Jacoby Brissett, defensive tackle, Taven Bryant, linebacker, Deion Jones, and linebacker, Tony Fields. And the winner of the home Homeward Bound Award was 77% of the vote. He got my vote. Jacoby Brissett. Very, very well. Yep. yep. Yes. I think Jacoby Brissett did everything he was asked by the Browns. Yep. And I mean, you want to talk about comeback player. I mean, he was thrown into the starting role when he was with the Colts. And then he kind of fell back into that backup role for a couple of seasons or whatever. Went to some different teams. And then, boom, thrust right back into that starting position and he delivered. He did. He was not the reason we weren't winning games. Correct. Fair. That was our defense. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If we had even just a a, a a okay defense, we are way above five hundred when Deshaun comes back. Sometimes it was like we didn't even have our defense on the field. <laughs> like Stop. there was no point. I mean, he he played. He had so he had give you his stats for the year. 2,608 yards, 12 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and a 64% completion percentage. That was good for an 88.9 rating and a 59.7 QBR. He had 243 rush yards and 2 touchdowns, and he was pretty much automatic on 3rd and short, 4th and short, the uh, QB sneak. So he had uh, 88.9 
rating and a 59.7 QBR. 50 is average. So this guy went from career journeyman backup to playing technically above average football for us. Yep. Um, great bounce back here for Jacoby. So that brings us to the Dog Pound Dog Award, which is the Unsung Hero slash Fan Favorite Award. This is my favorite category for, that the Mad Dogs has. Nice. I think this is a cat. This is an award that we have that no other other award shows don't <laughs> offer up this kind of award. <laughs> <laughs> you can only get this here at the Mad Dogs. He's unsufferable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this will be the first year it's not won by Darius Johnson. Right, Darius Johnson has won this award every year. Yes. Yep. Two years so, in a row. Your nominees for this category were safety DeAnthony Bell, running back Jerome Ford. Punter Corey Borkerez, Bojo, Corey B, Corey B, yep. Bohorkerez, <laughs> uh, linebacker Tony Fields, and defensive end Chase Winovich. All right, your winner for the Dog Pound Unsung Hero. No, fan, what did I call it? Unsung? Is it? It's the Dog Pound. Dog Pound Dog. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're Un, right. Unsung Hero. It's fine. Dog <laughs> slash fan favorite. Your winner. One of our favorite people in the world, Safety D. Anthony Bell. That's what I'm talking, That's what about. talking about. If he didn't win it, I was impressed. <laughs> what was the percent? It was. It was kind of. It's sixty percent. Sixty percent. So okay, yeah, because I was going through here. The oops, next highest was uh, Corey B. with twenty-one. Really? So Browns fans out there, a like our punter. B probably pissed that we don't know how to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. D'Anthony Bell is just an awesome guy. Yes. Yes, he is. So uh, I'm super pumped that he won this award. I can't wait to tell him about it. Uh, I haven't <laughs> got to watch the second um, Building the Browns episode that he's like the main person yeah. on. But if you've watched, if you watch the first one like I did, and then if you have got to watch the second one, I mean, you, you get to see what D'Anthony Bell is all about. Just super humble, super down to earth. And I think he's going to be on the Browns again next year. And I yeah. think he's going to get – we saw him towards the end of this year start to get on the field more – on defense, he was on the field a lot. Yes, yeah. I think we're gonna. I think the Browns like him. Yep. I think he's gonna play more and more defense. He's a big, strong, fast, physical safety. Uh, yeah, I pumped that. DNT One thing goals. about him too that I didn't realize so much when we first started talking with him, like earlier on, and we were kind of coordinating to get him on the show. He's not like a young rookie. He's like twenty six or something. So he's a he's a little bit older rookie. He's, so he's more mature. I think he handled himself better. Yep. As a rookie this season in the locker room, and he kind of he knew what it took to get on the field and be successful, and he did it. He just got the right mindset yeah. too. You know, like he didn't, he wasn't down because he went undrafted. You know, he just looked at I'm going to work, and he, you know, he said my way to get on this team is through special teams. He knew, yep, yep. he knew what he had to do to, to make a roster. Then it's make the roster, and now you show him in practice every day what you do, and then you start getting on the field on actual defense. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but you hear a lot of guys say that kind of stuff too. Like I know special teams is my way to get on the field, and then it's like ah. They're not really all that great. Every kickoff or whatever, thirty-seven, boom. You what, see him yep. on the screen. It's what game like, was it? The the opening kickoff. He went down, and just laid the guy out. Wasn't it Halloween night? I thought it was one with that. I was uh, up there with you, but but maybe he like not. completely mm. set the tone. Like yep. yeah, yeah, you're the game right. And just yep. came down and smack. Yep. It was awesome. Um, it was whoever we played week three. Was it oh, the Steelers? It yeah, you were there. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, think it, right. I think it was against uh, Pittsburgh. So yep. um, yeah. Congratulations to Anthony Bell. Maybe yep. we'll be able to get him back on, give him his award sometime in the future. Uh, oh, for sure. Yep. So awesome. And thank you guys for voting for him. Yes. <laughs>
All right, the next category is the Every Dog Has His Day Award. This is the performance of the year. So nominees were running back Nick Chubb, week five versus the Chargers, tight end David Njoku, week three versus the Steelers, Amari Cooper, week 11 uh, versus the Bills. Excuse me, quarterback Jacoby Brissett, week 11 versus the Bills, cornerback Martin Emerson Jr., week 12 versus the Buccaneers, and safety Grant Delpit, week 17 at the Commanders. I'm interested in this because yes. this there, there's some good. We might not have won a lot of games. We had some guys have some good games. This will be interesting because this is the closest one we had. So the winner is cornerback Martin Emerson Jr. with 33 percent of the vote. Wow. That's what I voted for. Me too. Who'd you vote for? Martin Emerson. So he in that game in week 12, he had four tackles, four pass defense, but wasn't the stats it was the complete lockdown like okay. you said earlier in the show on mike evans one of the best receivers in the league he played yes. him st- stupid physical too. one of the best yeah, receivers of the last eight years yes yep playing against tom and they were picking on him and it came in a game where at the time kept the season alive yep uh so that was that's who I voted for. I thought that that was one of the most impressive performances I saw all year out of a Brown. It came out of a rookie. A rookie, exactly. The The future's bright for Martin Emerson. Yep, so Nick Chubb was second with 30% of the votes. I was. I thought he had. He would maybe steal it because he's you came close. people like Nick Chubb. Uh, Grant Delpit came in with 15, and then uh, Njoku's game was 11. Okay. So congratulations to Martin Emerson for your second Mad Dog. Yes, multiple. Not a lot of guys win two Mad Dogs in the same year, so congratulations. Not many win one. (laughs) (laughs) Although there is a guy who's about to win, I think, like his fifth and sixth or seventh, whatever, here in a little bit. Okay. All right. So now we have the Dog Trick Award, which goes to the play of the year. Your nominees are Cade York's 58-yard field goal to beat the Panthers in week one. Nick Chubb's four missed tackles on his 41-yard TD run against the Chargers in Week 5. David Joku's one-handed TD catch to tie the game against the Bucks in Week 12. And Denzel Ward's fumble recovery for a TD against the Texans in Week 13. Some pretty good plays. Your winner, the Dog Trick Award, tight end David Njoku with 78. That one-handed TD grab was so memorable for me it, it wasn't just the catch it was the moment in yes. terms of keeping the season alive right. yeah. it was his post-game interview you know and he was like that shit's dead like i was so jacked up about yeah and joku after that um yeah i love the chief yeah oh my gosh he, i mean t- he's he's one of my favorite browns players i mean there, there were a few plays this year that got me up off the couch like without me thinking i was gonna move like i was just up <laughs> And one was the Cade York field goal for sure. But I was already up for that one, actually. I was standing, <laughs> yelling like at the nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but that catch by Njoku, I mean, like I said, that, that week, I, I scared the crap out of the dog. Like, he was laying on the floor, and he thought something was going on. Cause I was, there was something going on, Josh. <laughs> We're going to win that damn game. Yeah. And we did. No. The, I, has anybody turned their career around, in, especially in terms of, like, optics with the fans as much as David Njoku. He went from people who were saying he was a bust, he couldn't catch, and then he wanted traded to... Get him out of here. Yep. I think he. I think he's one of the most popular Browns players. People, I think, so. I, I think he's awesome. Yeah. So, good for David. Bright future. Yes. So, that brings us to the Offensive Top Dog Award, which is the Offensive Player of the Year. Your nominees are wide receiver Amari Cooper, running back Nick Chubb, and quarterback... Jacoby Brissett. The winner of the offensive top dog award is running back Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nicholas Jabbar. 
What was the percent? Oh, 81? Yeah, very dominant. 81 percent. I knew he was winning that award. Yeah. Nick Chubb's not going to go a year and not win a Mad Dog Award. Right. Not not with Browns fans. Uh, <laughs> and, and we all agree how good Nick Chubb is, and he had his best year. Yeah. Hey, most usage, most yards. It was his most yards, right? I think so. 12 touchdowns. He had 27 catches for 239 yards and another touchdown. Um, Just a dominant year. And this this was at a season in which there was like a four-game stretch where we just could not run the ball. Yeah. Because we had a backup, a fifth-string guard playing center. Yeah, he'd have been – who knows what he could have done in, you know, if those games hadn't taken place, if we could have still run the ball. Yes. I mean, he might – I mean – I don't want to say 2,000, but... I'm saying 1,800. 1,800 was well within reach, I think. Um, So, Nicholas Chubb. Maybe we'll get Nick Chubb on the show. I mean, that one little kid did it, so how hard could it it be? I bought a football from him. (laughs) I bought an autographed football from him. (laughs) All right. Uh, The next category is... We only got one left after this. So, this one is defensive top dog. Defensive player of the okay. year, we've got defensive end Miles Garrett, cornerback Denzel Ward, safety John Johnson the third, safety Grant Delpit, and linebacker Sione Takitaki. And the winner of this Mad Dog Award goes to, kind of like Nick Chubb, defensive end Miles Garrett with 84% of the vote. That was easy. Yeah. That was easy. That was, I thought there was a couple weeks stretch where right after the car accident, you know, understandably so, he did he wasn't quite as dominant and then I felt like the further we got away from the car accident like he was playing great game on pretty dominant mm-hmm. yes like half. I thought he was playing very good tied his record with 16 sacks he's gonna get 20 at some point in his career especially now that we got Jim Schwartz who's gonna put an emphasis yep. on a tier D line play there's gonna be somebody there to take pressure he's gonna my early hot take Miles gets 20 sacks this year okay. I like it that's okay. my early like hot it. take nice. and I don't even think that's a hot take I think it's doable I, I think it's very doable Every year there seems to be something with Miles that is. That's what I was going to say. Yep. So I, this year is going to be the year where he doesn't have that freak thing happen. There's not going to be a pandemic. He's not going to get in a car accident. He's still going to have. Not going to hit anybody with a helmet. You know. Yes. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean. Sh- I mean, it's gonna, been every year something's yeah. happened with yes. him. He's yeah. going to. He's going to get twenty this year. That's what I'm saying. Let's do it. I'm. I'm fine with that. All right. I love that. So. Best in show award, which is the MVP. By the way, let's give it up to Josh for all these pun categories. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the team MVP, your nominees are running back Nick Chubb, wide receiver Amari Cooper, defensive end Miles Garrett, cornerback Denzel Ward, and safety Grant Delpit. I think I know who's going to win this, but there's some pretty good nominees here. With 77% of the vote, Running back Nicholas Jamal Chubb. It's a good thing these are imaginary. <laughs> <trophies. laughs> yeah. I was gonna say we'll just send them the mini versions, but uh, imaginary works too. But yeah, again, we just—I mean, we just gave his flowers. If he—if maybe Deshaun will win this next year, but it will probably—I mean, Nick Chubb's gonna win this award a lot. Oh yeah. Because, I mean, everybody loves Nick Chubb. How and and he always him? produces. Yes. yes. Yeah. You can always count on Nick Chubb to do what you're paying him to do. Yep. So. Um, question. Imaginary trophies. Do you still make room on the shelf to display them? Oh, I do. Okay. Oh. I was going to say, I didn't want to make sure I'm not the only one. I got a room full of them. <laughs> 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 I got all my, I got a uh, podcaster of the year. For right. The last right. four years. <laughs> Imaginary hung on my wall. <laughs> uh no, 
Well, that's going to wrap up the 2023 Mad Dog Awards. We appreciate you guys being here, sticking it out through the episode and watching. Hopefully, I'll be checking those YouTube analytics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you guys stick around and watch this uh, whole episode. Uh, again, we appreciate you voting. Uh, we tripled our numbers from last year, so that's awesome. Um, continue to stay with us through the whole off season. We'll be here. If you want an extra episode every week uh, to get you through the season, if you want to hear our thoughts on games and comics and everything else in the world, check out the after hours episode. It's a, uh, it's a good time. Yeah. I was going to say just to tease a little more about the off season too. I mean, we're, we're going to be bringing on a lot of guests. I mean, yes. we already talked about, we want to bring D'Anthony Bell back on. We will probably be able to get him. Martin Emerson, hopefully um, we've got like Barry Shuck's going to come back. Brian Bosarge for the draft stuff. We've got, um, I'd love to get Chad Broante back. I was just trying to, I was like, his name is slipping my mind. My only, the only problem is he's a, he's like a, a Pat guy. So I don't know how to work him onto the show, but the dude's funny. So we were supposed to have him on before the season. Then the schedules just didn't line up, but we'll get him back mm-hmm. on. From, we were supposed uh, to be on uh, his ESPN radio show. Oh, that's right. That's right. So if you're down in Florida, we were going to be on Chad Broante's ESPN radio show. That's and- right. <laughs> Maybe we'll work that out here over the off season. But I mean, we, we've talked to Quincy Carrier. Yes, that is a thing. Quincy is going to mm-hmm. sometime after the Super Bowl, we will have Quincy on. Yep. It's exciting. So we got uh, we got some exciting stuff lined up for the offseason. So make sure you guys stick with us. Uh, it's it's going to be a good time. A lot of good guests uh, like Brian Bosarge and Brilliante. These guys are they know what they're talking about. and They're funny. Yes, they are just awesome dudes to talk to. So make sure you guys stick it out with us again. We appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for making the third annual Mad Dog Awards a success. We can't wait to do the fourth annual Mad Dog Awards. Hopefully after talking about a winning playoff season for the Browns. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, we'll see you guys next week after the Super Bowl. Uh, Or on the after hours if you guys got five bucks. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.